For the first time I had hoped. 
Thank you for the blood, the blood that drew us near, and now we can call ourselves your children. Thank you for the cross. This morning, as we look back at salvation, Lord, help us to know what it means to be born again. And may we desire to grow in you. Help me, Lord, as you use me to help us to see and to pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This morning's service is going to be a little different. We'll break up into our classes at the end of it. But uh, we'll be spending a lot of time praying this morning. And I want everybody to pray. I'm not going to force you to pray, but I want everybody to pray. We are not going to wind you to pray, but I want everybody to pray. It's about your life. It's about your future. And there's no facilitator. There's no youth. We are all children of God. And we are all going to pray as children of God. There's no instrumentalist. There's no congregation. But we are all going to pray. I want to exhort us to share a few scriptures with us very briefly on the mystery of birth. The mystery of birth. Last week, some of you are not writing anything. We have given you clear instructions as to what to do with the notebooks and your pens. Because you need to go back home and go over your notes think through your notes and pray over your notes. Otherwise, you listen to me, you get excited, you get convicted, and after the service, everything is over. And that's the essence of what we are doing this month. That's the essence of our prayer this month, that we want to grow. We don't want to stay where we are. We don't want to go still. We don't want to die. Can you imagine if uh, Auntie Jennifer doesn't give her daughter food? The daughter is hungry. She doesn't give her food. And it continues into tomorrow, into next week, into next month. I can tell you a month, two months from now, she will not be able to carry her baby to church because that baby will be dead. We all need to grow. Yesterday was um, somebody's birthday and she's so excited because it's a unique birthday. She turned 24th on the 24th of February in the year 2024. That's awesome. And as I was thinking about um, Auntie Olivia, I mean, my thoughts went to some things about birth. 
do you know that Olivia was, Auntie Olivia was alive before she was born? Who doesn't agree with me? Who agrees with me? A lot of people are confused. I'm going to confuse you a lot this morning before we get into scripture. But everybody has done a little biology. And yesterday I got one of, last week I got one of our sisters to explain to us what physical uh, birth is. Right? And she was trying to dodge the question, trying to polish the whole thing. And I said, I don't want a polished thing. I want a raw, practical thing because we want to relate these things to spiritual things. And then she shared the first about how the mother and the father had sex and then a sperm were released and one sperm penetrated the mother's egg and fused and then it became a life and was planted in the womb. Nine months afterwards, she was born into this earth. But before she was born into the earth, she was alive. She was alive in the womb. And the life in the womb was a different kind of life. Auntie Olivia, I don't think you can remember how it was like in the womb. Nobody does. But you were alive in the womb. When you were born into this earth, when you were brought into the earth, that was when you were born into the earth. That's what we humans understand that being, you were given birth to, you became alive on earth. But you be, before you became alive on earth, you were alive in your mother's womb. And before you became alive in your mother's womb, you were alive. You had a life. Now I'm getting people confused. The Bible tells us that we are spirit beings. We are spirits. And we learn from the scriptures, I'm not preaching, so I'm not going too much into detail, but the Bible makes us understand that when we die, the spirit goes back to God who gave the spirit. So before you became a zygote in your mother's womb and before you were born into this world, you were alive in God. So I've already given us three types of lives. The original source of your life when you were in God. Nobody nobody knows when he or she was in God. You cannot know. But in eternity, we would know. And I pray that you will not know at the wrong side of your mouth. And that's why we are talking today about the mystery of birth. Nobody remembers life in the womb. In fact, Nobody even remembers when he or she was born into this earth. Many of us don't even remember when we were like Afrakuma. We had no idea. But then as we grew up, a lot of us can remember when we went to nursery or maybe a few years or a few months before we went to nursery. And after that, you became alive to a lot of things. But still, there was a certain dimension of life that we could not really appreciate. When we turn teenagers, now we became more sensitive to certain things in this life. We became aware of certain things and we are now conscious and we, we try to develop our lives based on the knowledge that we have. When we become as old as Uncle Ivan, you begin to think differently. 
Now you start thinking of, uh, uh, you know what I'm going. Like Auntie Olivia, you start dreaming dreams. You start dreaming dreams, and one day you two have uh, an Afrakuma in your laps. These are different stages of the physical life that we experience. The only life that we know and are aware of. But there is yet another life. And that, that life is a spiritual life. It only becomes a reality when you are born again. One day Nicodemus came to Jesus and asked him, that no, started talking about the things of the kingdom. And then Jesus knew when Nicodemus was going. Nicodemus was a preacher, was a teacher. And Jesus told him, you must be born again. Nicodemus was quite old. And he was confused. How at my age, how can I go back into my mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus said, I'm not talking about that kind of birth. I'm talking of another kind of birth. I'm talking about a spiritual birth. The spirit blows where it wills. No one knows where it came from. No one knows where it's going. That is how it is when you are born again. Unless you are born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And we've been talking at this, at this place a lot about being born again. Fortunately, most or all of you are born again. And I'm happy for that as your leader. But the sad part is that many of you are dying because you are not growing. You are dying because you are not feeding that spiritual birth. You are being wicked to yourself spiritually. So you are not growing spiritually and you are dying to the extent that quite a number of you, about 50% of you, are not even not sure whether you are born again or not. It's because you have not fed yourself. You don't read the word. And today I'm going to be briefly talking to you about the incorruptible word of the, the power of the word. The power of the word of God. The place of the word of God in our lives. And why we must read the Bible. Why we must digest the Bible. Why we must think about the Bible. So there's a spiritual birth. And, and, and Paul describes it as we were dead in sins under the control of the spirit that is at work in this world. I, I hope you know where I'm, I'm summarizing from. If you don't, it shows that you have not been reading your Bible. I'm sar- summarizing from the second chapter of Ephesians. Where it says that, if, if you don't know, please go and read Ephesians chapter 2 when you go home. And I hope you are writing it down. Why it talks about that? But Father, when you are born again, your spirit is brought alive. Your spirit was dead, separated from God. But it is brought alive. It is made alive. It is born again. And it must continue to grow. But then... There is yet another type of life. And that life, Paul describes it as our life. And that when Christ finally comes, 
these are bodies that we value so much. It will be changed in an instant. And we will have a new body. It's like we'll be born in quotes again, again. We shall have an incorruptible body. The body that does not obey the laws of gravity. A supernatural body. A body which will be exactly like the body of Jesus Christ. Which is exemplified in the book of Acts. When Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. He could pass through walls. At one moment you see him here. Another moment he has vanished somewhere else. Because we are not in those realms. We cannot think in those realms. But that is another type of life. But this morning, I want to share with us a few scriptures that explains what happens to us when we are born again and why it's important to grow and how we must use the word of God to help us to grow. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I hope everybody is writing that down. Last week I asked us to memorize a verse. Do you remember? Are we ready to say it? Sure. But for now, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. The media team is a little late, so please open your Bibles. Because I'm running out of time now. If you are slow, open your Bibles. Just write it down and then listen to me. Some of you are still screwing. You don't even know where Corinthians is. That's fine. Listen to me. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters. When I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom. As I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. Stop opening your Bibles and listen to me. I want you to pay attention. Once you have written it down, just listen to me. Until the media team puts it up. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now you understand better why we have been talking lately a lot about the cross. And Jesus and him crucified. Paul says when he came to the Corinthians, he decided to know nothing else except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness with fear and trembling. And my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but rather with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. So that your faith will not rest on human wisdom, but on the power of God. And that's our focus this morning. I want your faith to rest on the power of God. And that comes when you focus on the cross. When you remember that Jesus died for you. He went to the cross for you. He shed his blood. He laid down his life for you. If you forget that, the, 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 the life that you have as a Christian will not mean anything to you. You will not value it. I challenge us every morning we wake up, 
to always rejoice that we are born again, to rejoice that our names are written in the book of life, and to thank God for the cross, to thank God for the blood, and be happy and sing songs about salvation. Many of us don't do it. And that is the reason why we are not sure that we are born again. Paul wants our faith to be rested and established on the power of God. And I pray today that you experience everyone in this place in his own way who experience the power of God, a tangible hand of God resting upon you. I'm not going to lay hands on anybody. No facility that going to lay hands on anybody. But we are going to pray that God, your word must become real in my life. I must be sure that I'm born again. I must know that I am born again. I must know that I'm your child. And I will always be your child. And this has got nothing to do with age. It has got nothing to do with anything else. It's got everything to do with the word. And that is why you must read the word. Paul says, he came to the Corinthians not, not, not in, 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 with any philosophy, not with like uh, Auntie Olivia, not with any psychology, not, not with any eloquent words, but he came to demonstrate the power of God. And I pray God will confirm his word this morning with his power. In whichever way that you will understand that the power of God. First John, sorry, John chapter 1 verse 11. I asked you to memorize it last week. Can we all say it together? Ready? Go. Some of you have the ghast. Some of you are now looking at my face. And some of you are now opening your Bible to see what is there. And some of you didn't come to church, so you don't even know what you are talking about. I want everybody to memorize this verse. And every day this week, I'm line. Think about it. Ask God to show you one did not receive him. But as many as not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but rather of the will of God. John says, Jesus Christ came his own. Let's forget about his own because we are part of the Bible says those who believe in us that will have salvation those who believe that and have some power to become children of God I want to emphasize on this a little it didn't just it didn't just it wasn't not a paper sign it wasn't just something which happened but a spiritual power was manifest we don't understand it. We can't, we can't see it, so we don't offer A sense of ability, a privilege, subjectively as it were. Liberty, power, right, strength. How we get born again. But you see, some of these words that I've used, some of the words were just flying over your heads. The lawyers among us appreciate some of the words that I have just used. And the theologians among us even appreciate it better. There are deaths. What it took him. How we become salvation. That's what we can appreciate. Which simply translated is power. Is the same word. That Jesus said. When Jesus began to explain to the Israelites and said. 
look, me, Jesus, I lay down my own life and I take it up again. I lay it down by the way we were born again by Esusia. Two. If you have verse. Because it's, it's one of my favorite verses and I've used it so many times and I've told you about it so many times. Where's your notebook? You have put your notebook back in your bag. And you are sitting in front. Colossians 2 from verse 6 to 7. If you have the New Living uh, Translation, I prefer that. Otherwise, I'll read it to us. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. You see why you're not sure that you're born again? Because you have not been following him. You only come to church. And if you come to church, you come late. You miss prayer. You miss praise and worship. Sometimes even the... I will not be surprised if somebody walks in right now while I'm still preaching. Or maybe even when we are in our classes, we are trying to say the benediction. Some people walk in. Of course, some people have good reasons to be very late. But many of you, is by choice. You sleep late watching all kinds of useless things so late into the night and you don't wake up early. And when you wake up, you don't even pray. You don't even think about God. You just dress up and show up in church. Because if you don't show up, Uncle Ivan will ask you, why didn't you come to church? It's not about somebody asking you. It's about your salvation. Follow Jesus Christ. You must. It's a must. You must follow him. Verse 7. <coughs> Let your roots grow deep down into him. Don't have shallow roots. Let your roots grow deep. The adepts of God must go deeper. And let your life be built on him. Establish your life on Jesus Christ. Your academic life, let it be established on Jesus Christ. Your relationship life, let it be established on Jesus Christ. Your marriage, your children, your future, let it be established on Jesus Christ. He's the only unfailing rock. Then your faith will grow in the truth that you were taught. And you will overflow with thankfulness. If you build your life and establish your life on Jesus Christ, the Bible says you become strong in the truth. You know what it means to be born again and you become strong in understanding born again. And you understand the depth of that truth, that simple truth. And then you overflow with thankfulness. Are we getting somewhere? Are we getting somewhere? Are you understanding anything at all? I spent too much, much more time than I wanted to. But I still have two more scriptures I want to share with us. First Peter chapter one verse eighteen. First Peter one eighteen to twenty three. Are we all written it down? Give me the New King James for this one, please. Or the NIV, any of them. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by the tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, as of a lamp without blemish and spot, you were bought with the precious blood, not just the blood of Jesus Christ. That blood is precious. 
God values it and we must value it. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world but was manifest in these last times for you. Who through him who through him believe in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and your hope are in God and not Uncle Bijou. Not Uncle Moses. Not Auntie Delphina. Your faith must be in God. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. You were born again by the word. You must grow by the word. You must become strong by the word. So when you don't read the word, you grow weak and you die. And you don't be sure what has happened to you. That is how we are encouraging you. That is why we are forcing you. That is why we are monitoring you that you must read your word. Read it for yourself. Don't just listen to somebody preach it to you. Read it for yourself. Know it for yourself. That word is incorruptible. No matter what the world says, that word is incorruptible. We are born again by the incorruptible word of God. Will be sustained by the incorruptible word of God, will be blessed and honored by the incorruptible word of God, will have a good future by the incorruptible word of God. It's sure, it is established, it cannot fail. Write this under when you go and read it. I will not I will not talk about this because I wanted to spend time to pray. Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 to 15. This passage contains a very, very popular verse that we often quote without understanding. Or maybe just, just read the whole chapter. Just read the whole of Philippians chapter 3. If you are curious, just go and read the whole book of Philippians. It's a very short book. Like the book of Colossians, it's a very short book. But this morning, I wanted to spend some time praying. And I want us to think. I will talk a little, but I may not talk too much. But I will just encourage you to pray. Put your notebooks and your Bibles aside for a place of silence. It's our time for prayer. All power belongs to Jesus. All power belongs to my God. And now I belong to Jesus. This power belongs to me. All power belongs to Jesus. All power belongs to my Lord. And now I belong to Jesus. This power belongs to me. All power belongs to Jesus. All power belongs to my Lord. And now I belong to Jesus. This power belongs to me. All power belongs to Jesus. All power belongs to my Lord. And now I belong to Jesus. This power belongs to me. All power belongs to Jesus. All power belongs.
Jesus. Jesus. We are talking about the power of God. We are praying for an encounter of the power of God. May the power of God baptize us this morning. May we come to embrace your understanding of the power of God. The enthusiasm, the power that caused us to be born again. All power belongs to Jesus. All power belongs to my Lord. And now I belong to Jesus. This power belongs to me. All power belongs to Jesus. Hello. Are you hungry? All power belongs to my Lord. And now I belong to Jesus. This power belongs to me. All power belongs to Jesus. All power belongs to my Lord. And now I belong to Jesus. This power belongs to me. All power belongs to Jesus. All power belongs to my Lord. And now I belong to Jesus. This power belongs to me. All power belongs to Jesus. All power belongs to my Lord. And now I belong to Jesus. This power belongs to me. All power belongs to Jesus. All power belongs to my Lord. Belong to Jesus, all power belongs to me. All power belongs to Jesus, all power belongs to my Lord. And now I belong to Jesus, this power belongs to me. All power belongs to Jesus, all power belongs to my Lord. And now I belong to Jesus. A lot of us don't think consciously about the power of God. I'm sure many of us have forgotten the five phases of our Christian life that I talked about. How have you forgotten? I know you have forgotten because even talking to the facilitators, some of them have forgotten some of them. He said the first part of our Christian life is what everybody else lives. Our day-to-day life, we go to school, we come back, we go to work, we come back, we eat, we sleep, we come to church, we go home, we come back, we dress, we get hungry, we get sick, we go to hospital, we come back. We just keep, we just keep going and coming. And then the second part of, the second aspect of our Christian life is where we must grow in the love of God. The depth and the breadth and the height and the length of God is so deep the more we understand it, the more we understand God. And we have to talk about the power of God. We must grow in the power of God. Power is for all Christians. Power is not for Prophet Anno. Power is not for Pastor Eastwood. It's for every believer. So we must desire the power of God. We must desire to experience the power of God. We must desire to manifest the power of God because it's the reality is that in your classroom, there are some of your classmates, you see them small like that. Some of them, they have power. They have occultic power. They have ancestral power. They have power that has been transferred to them by their parents or their, their great-grandparents from wrong sources. 
And we need to talk to them about Jesus Christ. And we shouldn't be afraid. But when we get to know they have power, we are afraid. Why should we be afraid? But Jesus is in you. And all power belongs to him. And now that you are a child of God, that power is available to you. So you don't need to be afraid. Is somebody hearing me? So desire the power of God. I will not talk about the three other aspects of our Christian life. We'll talk about it again another time. But this morning we are focusing on power. The power of God. I'm going to pray that God listen to my heart's cry. I want to experience your power. And I'm not going to force you to be noisy. Sometimes some of us think that prayer is always there's a place for that, but it's not always. Spirit divine attend our prayer and make this house close your eyes and focus on God descend with all thy Close your eyes and focus on God. Spirit divine. You go through all the verses, please. And make this house your own. Let this be your prayer this morning.
your church on I long to be in your presence all the days of my life. for you Lord this morning I'm hungry for you fill me with your power this morning I yearn for you I yearn to be in your presence I yearn to live in your power I yearn to live in your word oh God I hunger for you Our lives. 
the next phase of our prayer for the next 30 minutes I will not be leading you you can pray in tongues you can sing you can do whatever you feel like doing whatever God leads you to just do it if you want to walk about feel free if you want to run feel free anything that your heart tells you to don't look at anybody but before then if you are here and you are still not sure that you are born again again don't look at anybody I want you to walk towards me you're not sure you want to be sure or you want to be born again just walk towards me don't be shy of anybody just walk towards me very quickly this is the most important decision that you will ever make in life some of you have made it again and again and sometimes you get confused as what what am I doing but I want you to respond to your heart if you are not sure I want you to walk towards me sure you, you don't need to be shy I mean this is an issue between you and God alone you may have responded a few times in the past but you didn't quite understand you may have been with us at camp you may have experienced the power of God God may have touched you but somehow because you have not been reading his word it's like you, you are confused I want their facilitators to please come and take them and have a word with them and pray with them. Let them join us later on. Please turn around so your facilitators can see you. Turn around. Take them to a quiet place. You can take them to the side rooms. Or... I want them, please wait just a minute. I want your class teachers to take you because I want you to be one-on-one. Okay. What are the class teachers? All right. My next call. You are sure you are a Christian, but you don't speak in tongues and you desire to speak in tongues. You need it. You need it for another level of prayer. I want you to walk towards it very quickly. You used to pray in tongues and you stopped because you were lazy and now you're not able to pray in tongues. I want you to walk towards you very quickly. You don't have much time. Very quickly, please. Some of you always wait for the first person to come before you come. Is there anybody? Because when I stop talking, I'm not going to talk again. When I come to talk, I come to close us and send us into our classes. You don't speak in tongues. Sometimes ah, you speak, you used to speak and you stop. It does vanish. It doesn't vanish. We need to grow. Okay. And you leave your please come and take care of it. Anybody else? Alright. For the next 30 minutes, we're going to be praying in tongues. If you want to shout, feel free. 
if you want to be quiet, feel free. Anything, any way that you want to pray. But God, I want to encounter you this morning. I want to experience your power this morning. I need you in my life. I want you in my life. I want to go all the way with you. Whatever it will take, Lord, give me your grace. I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to behold you. Open your mouth and begin to pray in tongues. Everybody open your mouth and pray in tongues. Everybody pray in tongues. John. Everybody close your eyes and pray in tongues. Everybody praying in tongues. You may be in Tennessee. Somebody may be in the university. Somebody may be in SHS. But in the spiritual, wherever, whatever level you are, the Holy Spirit knows. He wants to take you to the next level. Open your mouth and pray in tongues. You don't, you don't understand, but just pray. Just pray in tongues. We want to get closer to God. Oh Lord. I want to see you. I want to know you. I want to draw closer to you. I want to be strong in your grace. I want to be strong in your word. I want to be strong in prayer. I want to be strong in your word. I want to touch your breath. I 
This has to be the cry of the heart.